So you guys won't, here's the thing, you won't be able to hear the music, but you'll be able to hear my voice. Okay. Alright, so let's just check. You guys can hear me, because I'm talking through the Zoom and through the board. Right? Okay. Now, now EK, will you say something? All right. That's real time. That's real time talk. Okay, I'm shall I start letting people in from I'm Let's I'm let to start letting people in. Are we ready to go, y'all? Yeah, let's let David who's on Kareem's phone and let's let um Kim and Jorge Yeah. We're going to let I'm going to so There's more than one person talking. I'm letting people in. All right. All right. I'm going to play some music. It'll show up on the broadcast. Perfect. So, Val, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. And you, you can start recording, Tommy. Welcome to Poems Under the Dome. It is the time and the season. We're broadcasting live on mutinyradio.fm. So it's a little bit of a, til of a time delay. So we hope that you're listening live on the radio. M-U-T-I-N-Y radio, R-A-D-I-O dot F-M. And we are streaming live. If you're zooming in, um, and you're going to be in the waiting room for a little bit, and we'll be letting people in a few at a time. Uh, I've got my, I'm Global Val. Welcome to the show. Uh, normally we're in City Hall, but hey, it's 2020 and there's something going on. So we can't be downtown right now, but we can be 
all together from wherever you are. So I want to um, pass it over to EK for just a second so, so you can say hello. She's also my co-host tonight. So EK. faces. Um, we are going to be letting people in from the waiting room throughout the evening. And uh, I'm glad to see your faces. So let's see. I see that. I see we've got Jorge here. And we got Diamond Dave here and Pat and Stan Brady and Art San Francisco Poet Laureate Tim Chuck. We got Greg. I think that's Charlie Getter right now. And Shahid, and someone is texting me, so we'll see who that is once they they get connected. That's right. And so, um, as we get started, and I'd like to see anyone if you feel like standing up and joining in the blessing, which is usually you holding hands. Um, it's a little bit harder in this environment, but you know, feel like you're holding my hand. Um, Jorge, how are you? Hey, Jorge, can you hear me? Let's make sure his mic so is let's on. Let's see if we can get Jorge to begin the blessing, which we can, which we usually have under the dome. <laughs> Jorge, can you hear me? Hmm. Thank you all for I'll your. Tell you what, how about we say hi to Diamond Dave, and uh, I'll I'll see if I can get Jorge's attention, and and we'll. Good idea. We're going to go with the flow. Right? Good idea. Mm -hmm. All right. All hey, right. Simon, Dave, can you hear me? Yo, I can hear you. Good to see you. Hey, Tommy. Hey, Tommy. It's me, too. Hey. Hey, Brady. Diamond Brady. Chili B. That was uh, a couple of days ago. We, we, we embraced the 50th anniversary of SJ. So it's going to be totally appropriate today. The 15th anniversary poems under the dome. That'd be too loud. Well, 16 years ago, the city hall. Walking around and looking around the city hall, now empty. Now that what's going on has been going on. The city hall, walked along. I looked and said, What a great fight for an open mic. Bring a poet's stand. We can, uh, we can bring a poet's stand and we can embrace that person in the right. Right here in City Hall. We speak freely. We need to come up with a good idea. I, I let them be done. I said, I ran up the steps. The steps, they drag people down. When they, when they, when they, when they, when the un-American activities committee was there before the city rises and people were protesting and they brought the fire hoses out and they washed people down the steps. Students were staying in their seats. I went up those steps. Nobody washed me down. And it was a supervisor's office where I didn't even then have certain connections. And I said, I have, I have an idea. I have an idea. That let's have uh, poems under the dome. Let's bring the poets in. It's never been done. Let's do it. And uh, the liberal president supervisor's office 
supervised Robert now handed by Hunted. We have George Biscotti and Harvey Milk and all that had happened. And they went, let's do it. And they introduced it. And, and, and they did it. And it turned out now this is a thanks to you, E.K. Thanks to you, Val. I had no idea it would be 15 years. And we'd be sitting together, uh, together in a park and, and celebrating. Hey, sister. And, and, and together in a park, celebrating. Something that's never been done, has it? Hey, Dan Brady. Hey. Hey, hey Tommy. Hi, Diamond Dave. Hey, Dan. Let me take you back. I, I'd like to read a poem by Rumi, but is that all right? We're getting ready. We're still getting up. That's right. We're getting getting ready. Dave will read a poem. I just want to remind everyone, make sure you, all your volume is up as high as possible on your device. Weaving a Dancing sideways down the rhythm of time, the path they had lit by the echo behind. So the echo behind, I guess, is the first uh, poem of the gnome. Now we're approaching and celebrating the 15th across the stadium around the planet a few days after Earth Day, and here we are. And I'd like to read a poem by Rumi. Rumi, the 15th century, says, I love Rumi. Don't you, people? Rumi. Yeah. Rumi. Yeah. Guest house. Since being human, as a guest house, every morning a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness, some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor, a new poem. Welcome and entertain them all, even after a clouded, clouded sorrows. Who violently sweep your house empty of its furnishings. Still, treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thoughts, the shame, the malice, meet them at the door laughing. And invite them in. Be grateful for whoever comes. Because each has been sent as a guide. From beyond. And that's what that poetry is here on Earth Day, is a guide that each each is sent as a guide from beyond to bring us together. We found one another in, in all the places. And here we are to 2020. What do you think, EK? What do you think, Tommy? Hey, Tommy. Hey. Hey, Dave. Give us some words. <laughs> it's not my turn yet. <laughs> Smile. Uh, all, right. Room. all right, Diamond yeah. Dave. Are we in your room? Yep. Okay, look, look at the camera on mine. You got books? Yeah, I got books too. I got books. Uh. I put up a lot of stuff. This is my little room, my 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 place for the planet. And now we're like, not in City Hall. We'd have to go to City Hall. We're right here. Is that ready, Kate? Oh, yeah. You know, 
when we're when we're not at City Hall, we're, we're still doing poetry, Dave. So I'm glad you could make it. This yeah. is this is my living room. <laughs> Welcome. Well, Welcome. Uh, thank you, Diamond Dave. Of course, uh, we wouldn't have Poems Under the Dome without you and your vision for us reading poetry in the people's place. Uh oh. Of... Unmute Dave's mic. Oh, here we go. I wanted to say thank you, Diamond Dave. We wouldn't be doing this without you. Uh, of course, we would love for all of our uh, voices to be echoing through City Hall right now. But uh, we are echoing, as we do on Mutiny Radio, uh, around the planet. And so it's really good to be here. And I think that um, we're ready to really be grounded and, and centered like we, like we do, like we come together in community every year under the dome. And so I'd like to invite Jorge Molina, um, if he's still here, he is, um, to give us his traditional blessing of the four directions. So, Jorge, let me make sure. Let's get get a little closer, Jorge. There we go. We're ready for you, Jorge. Can you hear us, Jorge? Can you hear us? Looks like a rabbi. <laughs> Somebody. Hi, Jorge. Are you ready for the blessing? All right. It looks like Jorge is is connecting to audio. I think I think we're getting close to our blessing. Right. And everybody else. I'm not getting the sound because I'm. I can see it, he's on camera, but not the sound. Hmm. Someone has his phone number. They should call him. Yeah, or maybe she get off the camera and only use the audio. Uh, I'm gonna call him right now. Because sometimes that works. Yeah. <laughs> and we want to thank everybody for. You know, being patient with us. This is the first time we've hosted this in this in this way before. Uh, usually, we've got smooth runnings, so we're usually uh, smooth runnings here at, at P City Hall. But thank you for your patience with us as we work through all these kinks, and we're we're hoping that Jorge can hear us. Jorge's mic is muted. Mm. Yeah, he's muted. He's, his mic is not showing up on the controls. So I can see the camera, oh, I, yeah, there it is. There it is. Okay. Jorge, can All you right. hear us now? Yes, I can hear you. Yeah, hear we are you. ready for you. All right. All right. We're going to mute everybody else. Yeah. I am addressing the four directions. So the prayer goes into the four directions. So everybody, on the four directions, we are going to send all the healing power that we have on our hearts. 
Because that's the kind of people that we are. We are concerned about humanity. We are concerned about what's happening to our world and our lives and how we are being affected. But we're not going to dwell on the pain of it. We're going to dwell on the joy, joy of learning of why this happened to us. We are learning about Mother Earth speaking out very loud to us. And we have to answer when she talks to us. So I am addressing the four directions like I always did 15 years ago. We send love, compassion, and understanding to the four directions. I'm going to start with the West as the sun goes to the other side of the world. To the south, to the south, where all these traditions are being kept alive by our indigenous brothers and sisters, especially in the Amazon, our brothers and sisters in the Amazonian region, Colombia, Venezuela, Ecuador, Peru, Brazil, Bolivia, the shared territory with the Amazonian region. We send love, compassion to those people because they need to keep those traditions alive. Our planet needs those traditions, that love, for Mother Earth is important. Love, compassion, and understanding. To the east, we turn to the east, send love, compassion, and understanding to the east of us, to all our brothers and sisters who are trying to survive the onslaught. Love, compassion, and understanding, the only thing that is going to work. Norte, to the north, to our brothers and sisters, all the way standing rock, all the tribal groups, they are struggling to keep these traditions alive in their territory clean of poison. We pray for Leonard Peltier, Bumia Bujamal, and all our brothers and sisters who are under the oppression of the prison industrial complex. Love, compassion, and understanding. <laughs> And this is for all of you, all of you, all of you. This is my love to all of you because we need to have that strength in our hearts to be able to keep all of this alive. My brothers and sisters, the ponds under the dome, this is the time we must listen. We must feel, we must fight for our lives. 
but the power that we have is not human. We are not Hanayo, we are not high. 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 Life is a miracle, love is a miracle. We are the miracle, let's live the miracle. Now, 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 now. Left is the miracle. Left, left is miracle now, now, now. We are not Hanayo, we are not hey. 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 Si la tierra te da cariño, si la tierra te da cariño, si la tierra te da cariño, dale cariño a la tierra. Mother Earth gives you love, give love back to Mother Earth. Blessings to all of you. Keep safe, keep healthy, keep vigilant, and keep on struggling. We are going to make it through because we believe we can. We know we are the miracle workers. Let's keep on fighting with that. Love you all. Be well. Yo-ho! Diamond Dave, stay healthy, brother. I love you, Diamond Dave. DK, now, all of you, Tommy, Danielle, thank you. God bless you all. May the spirit guide you. Yo-ho! Ho! Wow. Thank you. It felt good to do that for you. So good to hear you. Thank you, Jorge. You are we welcome. appreciate your blessing. I've been counting a lot of blessings these days. Um, let's uh, let's see. I think that we have some special people waiting, and one of those people is a friend of mine and a friend of of all poets and she's she's really great she's our san francisco poet laureate and her name is kim shuck and i know that a lot of people know her but if you don't here she is um let's let's oh there's kim hey kim how are you i'm okay poet wearing a belt i like that <laughs> Um, I've been writing a poem every day during the shelter in place. And this is the one from day 24. Write out your heart longhand as if you were tying your ship to the dock in home port. Write out your concerns for those on the street, those they're gathering, for those targeted in this time of pandemic as always is. Let the small joys expand. Let them heal you. Let us in these hills call one to another, one to another. Are you well? Stay well. You are loved. Thank you.
And hey, I want to let everybody know um, that if you are not aware of how you applaud, uh, the way to express your applause in American Sign Language is to wave your hands by your face and go like this so that everybody can see your hands moving. And that that's how you say yay in sign language. <laughs> so if you feel like doing that at any time that you're in in the reading today, like, you know, your, your mics are muted. So like, feel free to ex express your joy this way. Hey, Kim, do you have anything else that you wanna tell, tell everybody? Right. Um, yeah, my brain just went totally blank. Uh, <laughs> on Monday, um, Burden Beckett is, we're going to be doing a Zoom Burden Beckett to try that out. So keep your eye on Facebook and we'll get information to some people and we'll see what we can do. I think these things are really important. It's really important to connect with one another, even if we can't do it on directly and I want to thank Dan Brady for making sure that keeps happening thank you for all the work you've been doing babe and you guys too thank you and Diamond Dave and everybody here and Tommy it's really good to see your face man just oh, I love you all take good care not that I need. thanks Kim we love you too thanks Kim for, thank you thanks for being here yeah thank <laughs> you for being such an amazing poet laureate and making sure that I mean, you you are the hardest working poet I know. Um, I know it's been a journey, and I, I'm kind of glad that you're getting a rest right now, a little bit of a break, but I know that we're all missing community and missing the community spaces, and uh, we'll be back. And until then, we're here. So thank you for your dedication and service to the poets and to the city of San Francisco. Thank you, hon. You too. You do a lot as well. Everybody I'm looking at right now does a lot, so that's where we're at. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, we have a we have a lot of poetry. We have a lot of poetry people in our crowd tonight, and I appreciate that. Um, so one of our uh, longest running volunteers, who's who's been volunteering from the the very beginning when Diamond Dave had this idea. And we did our first one, our first Palms Under the Dome in 2006, is Richard Ivanhoe. And he runs the reading over at Page Branch Library over in the Haight. And so, hey, Richard Ivanhoe, uh, do, you, do you have a poem for us this year? Looking for him. There he is. There's Richard. Hi, Richard. <laughs> Ah, can you hear me? Yeah, we can. All right. Welcome, everyone. Um, we're not in City Hall, but they might be a little hard to see. I've got the dome, <laughs> and I've got the stairway, and the crowd from last year. And I've got a poem, of course. This is Poem Dome 15. Poem Dome, staying home, 
the new syndrome. Nowhere to roam. Computer and phone. Safari, Firefox, Explorer, Edge, and Chrome. Greetings to all the they's and them's. To all the sisters and all the brothers. Homes under the dome number 15 is different from all the others. We're not under the dome, nor in North Light Court. Without laughter or applause, is there audience rapport? No rows of chairs, no mic stand, no big floor-length red curtain. We're not inside of City Hall. Of that, I am quite certain. But some things haven't changed, you know. We're back for another poetry rodeo. Move away from the window. Get on with the show. No need for a tuxedo, sombrero, piano, cello, or banjo. There's an afterglow, rearwards flow, fortissimo, not incommunicado. Step up, don't be incognito. We'll be simpatico. We're here, San Francisco, from the Castro, the Presidio, hovel, or chateau. But just for tonight, and not tomorrow, we still have a limit. It's still three minutes. What did I omit to make it fit? Well, I have to admit, I didn't change a bit. I'm here with Kat. I have my hat. <laughs> Cooking more and getting fat. Hand washing clothes, not at the laundromat. Spending more time. We lost Vault Richard. Imagine that. Oh, we're going to have to hear the rest of that. <laughs> <laughs> this is a new platform, and that's a fact. Richard, we love to see you in your hat. Let's hope he does not go splat. <laughs> and we love the ever-lovable cat. Yes. yes. <laughs> Maybe we should send her a check. <laughs> Okay, we're gonna try to get Richard Ivanhoe and Cat back. Um, in the meanwhile, you know, cause you know what, Diamond Dave, I know you're listening. One of the things that I've learned from Diamond Dave Whitaker is to just go with the flow, right? So we're gonna, oh, so we got a lot of good people in the room. Hey, everybody, it's so nice that you all made it. Um, and I hope, I, I am doing a lot of multitasking right now. Um, but hey, the next poet that I'd like to hear from is, uh, 
just a really marvelous poet and a wonderful person and post readings and it's Greg Pond. So I know you're ready with a poem, Greg Pond. How you doing? I'm I'm doing well. Doing well. It's good to see everybody. Um the middle of living just a little. Nation to nation, around the clock, station to station, the world on lock. The sun is chilled, the moon is hot, and every other thing that used to be normal is not. Ever since another tiny virus caused the world to stop on a dime in its tracks, frozen in time in a finger snap, with victims picked at random and the rest of us trapped between new do's and don'ts, old lies and alternate facts. They say, shelter in place, stay six feet away. But those with no homes have nowhere to go, so they're stuck somewhere in the middle of a street called living just a little around the corner from harm's way. Meanwhile, corporate guys well wrapped in denial, not concerned if it's safe because they can't wait to get back to a status quo, quo that they already know doesn't exist anymore. Instead, they deafen their ears, led by those who don't know or care whether the earth or the curve is flat as long as the money train stays on track. Do you really think they give a crap who lives or dies or what anyone lacks? Even the myopic can now clearly see how this pandemic impacts any and every, especially the lives of the poor, brown, and black, exposing a history of inequality embedded in the twisted priorities of a land that keeps us in such jeopardy, you no longer wonder where the coronas the only enemy. Thank you. Thank you, Greg Pond. I'm so happy to see your face. I miss you. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to just keep going with some awesome poets here. So, hey, you know, the next poet runs the reading at Sacred Grounds and is a big part of why we're doing this tonight because Dan Brady is precocious in adopting technology and at Sacred Grounds has been live streaming for years now. And so it's, I, I'd like to invite you Dan Brady and I see you've got Wendy Walters there with you too. Yes. Um, do you have some gifts poems for us? Yes, yes I do. And um, thank you. So here's here's the deal. Um, this is this doesn't take long and it has to do with hope. This was written during the George W. Bush reign of error, so it goes <laughs> back a ways, but hope, well, as you'll see. So here we go. B. Hope. The house was empty. I was eating cold beans, rice with salsa, and an avocado. It hadn't been the best of days. 
there were troubles at work. I had some of my own. And those of the world overshadowed these. Oh, so I tuned in on the airwaves and in the blink of an eye, a goddess of the air was asking, what are you grateful for? Let me know. I was struck. The very idea. What was I grateful for? Stirred and disturbed, a rising maelstrom of unease caught at my breath. I stilled, braced, the upwelling force of heat, my heart strained and eyes brimmed, overfilled, and precious jewels poured forth. My silent reply to her was for hope. Hope was what I was thankful for this Christmas season. Without cause, pause, or reason, a simple joy of the breast which soothes and warms, as does a Yule log glowing in its hearth, mantled as it is. And mantled as I am, I harbor hope with so little reason. In fact, with none at all. Hope is the still peace of which the soul sings in strains so sweet. Hope flying in the face of hard-nosed facts or the perceptions of the mind's simple eye. And it doesn't matter if it's only you or I who harbor this delicious source. Even if that were so, it would be all the more worthy a treasure. Such a rare gift of heaven's breath, it illuminates the transcendent cause or rule. And hope is, as faith, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, the bird that sings while dawn is still dark. And it was what I was thankful for, even though it seemed of no use, when there was no apparent path, no solution, answer, or resolution, when nothing provided surcease of my heartache. But hope, hope needs no evidence. It is the evidence. Hope needs no cause. It is cause enough. Hope needs and can provide where nothing else will for it needs nothing, is nothing, and takes nothing while giving everything away. It's as timely as your next wish, no farther away than your next breath, and intimate as each and every heartbeat must be. Hope, dear friends, hope was what I was grateful for, and that's what I would have told her if I could have gotten through on that lone, low, wintry day. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Thank you very much. I like that. Oh. Hey, Wendy, you got a poem for us? I do, I do. Hey. hey everyone, I don't know much about the history of viruses, how they came into contact with humans, 
and whether the actions of humans toward the earth and the species on our planet sped that process up, though it seems likely that this is a manifestation of the commonly accepted premise that life is interconnected. Stopped in our tracks. The phone rings a little more lately. People are calling each other back, welcoming contact, no longer too busy. And that send button on the computer has never been clicked so often as relatives, friends, and colleagues exchange articles on the latest warnings. We wash and scrub our hands all day to keep the scourge away. This virus wreaking havoc that's become a plague, no longer a heartbreaking distant concern, but a close-up pandemic, full-blown. Calamitous news breeds fear and worry. Suffering spans the globe. The tears of our world could fill every ocean. We are on the brink of unprecedented change and a growing new normal ahead. Societies scramble to keep people safe, limiting gatherings, staying six feet apart. A wave of compassion crosses most borders. Frontline workers show up week after week while the rest of us, sheltered in place, wonder and wait. How long will this last? Will there be enough food? Will there be a place to live? What about art to acknowledge what's happened, to lift our souls, to speak the truth? Some curse concerns of what looms ahead. Business as usual is a thing of the past. We watch amazed as pollution goes down. Who'd have thought a virus would make us all stop? These times are uncertain for anyone. What once was is no more for better, for worse. Worse for the future of greed, worse for the continuance of ignorance, better for the earth and most of its species, better for humanity with change. Let it be revealed the way we could go. Let us reconsider the worst kind of foe. Will we say to ourselves again and again that a grave misfortune happened to us, not through us? Or will we learn what we need to learn? Will we understand what that is? Will we see what we came here to be? Thanks, Wendy. Thank you. I see that you're paying attention to what's going on in the world. <laughs> I bet your bottom dollar. Yeah, thanks, you guys. All right, so, um, hey, hey, Tommy, Avicoli Mecca, how you doing over there? You are you ready to give us a poem? Yeah, actually, I have two shorts, two short poems. The first one is dedicated to all of the gender non-conforming people in the world. I love blurring, leaving shadows of things in my wake. Like that nude descending the stairs, I'm fully exposed. People can't see the nakedness. They imagine I'm a mystery, 
I couldn't be more obvious. I shed gender like a snake. I spin a cocoon when I need to transform. Fluidity is a gift that was stolen from us, beaten out of us, condemned by religion, by social norms that aren't normal. There are more things in heaven and gender than dreamt of in any philosophy. I won't go away to make you feel more comfortable. I've done that in the past. It's time you simply get used to it. And then the second short poem um, is dedicated to my grandmother, Maria Antonia Mecca. Um, and there's two words in it in Italian. Um, one is Tarona, which is a derogatory term used by Northern Italians against the poor people in the South. It means dirt. And then Contadino is a peasant. And this is for my grandmother. You never stopped blaming those merciless fields and that unrelenting Mediterranean sun for the first three kids you lost, working six, seven days a week until they fell from you like withered fruit and then back out to feed the always colic soil. The Lord in the great old house on the hill only saw the stubborn dirt that choked you, that never washed out of your fingernails, your hair, your food, my olive skin Tardona. At least in America, you didn't have to wake when it was still dark and work until the weary daylight sunk like a tired contadino behind the purple hills. You died just before I was born, laid out in your wooden coffin in the living room before you were lowered into the dirt that welcomed you home. Thank you. Thank you, Tommy. You know, beautiful. I while you were reading that, I was thinking about my family. And I liked that you had a poem because I feel like a lot of people are connecting with their families in new ways um, across, you know, time and space using all of these tools that we have. So thank you for that. That was, that was really cool. Thank you. Um, hey, do I see Bear out there? Hey bear, are you are you uh, are you there, bear? Is bear's mic on. Can you hear? Hey bear, how are you? Can can you hear bear? Your mic is unmuted. Do you have a poem for us? No. <laughs> He's right there. I do. I don't think that no was about the poem. I think it was the sound. Bear, can you hear us? Maybe a maybe a little bit of a delay. We heard him say yes. no. We heard him say no. Yeah. There's no microphone showing on his on yeah, his the microphone showing, but it's not registering anything. Hmm. Okay, so hey bear, we'll we're gonna try to work out your audio. Um situation hold on let's try that uh, oh that's it keeps moving 
his Very, microphone appeared. Why does he keep moving on this? This is a fun experiment, everyone. I'm really happy work? you're all here. And if you're listening on the radio, you have no idea how, how like back and forth our eyes are darting on this screen to make it make it work. And let's see if we can maybe do one more try for Bear. Bear, are you there? And if not, we could bring him in later once it gets worked out. All right, just don't, All right. Just don't forget him. I can hear you. Uh, oh, we can hear I you. I heard him. We can hear you too, Bear. So why don't you just, um, I know there's a delay. There's a delay. Yeah, just uh, do do your poem. We can, we'll wait. It needs more sauce. Nobody really reads music liner notes anymore. Did they ever? You just sort of heard songs over and over until they entered your lexicon. And you knew by rote, hey, teacher, leave them kids alone. I think poetry's problem why it fell from the concert arena is that it got bound to anthologies curated by other poets as opposed to being curated by the potter or the garbage man or the police officer. And soon, poets to prove themselves had to continually have 40 new every few, which would have been fine if those works had been laid to wax like a soul LP you put on for your backyard 4th of July. But most of it went to fine print and got not only heady, but heavy. The weight of the book and the weight of an idea that seemed less about you and more about some author's narcissism surrounding nasturtium or pancakes. Edna Millay sold out Carnegie Hall like Carol King. Longfellow toured the country like the Rolling Stones and true, some poets were horrible readers, but like Cole Porter, you got yourself an Ella or a Sarah to praise the words for you. Poetry and poets used to be rock stars, not academic clique of name droppers high on their metaphor and analogy. Once, a blonde suburban female student explained to me in my MFA class, all of her poems were from the perspective of a slave on the Lewis and Clark expedition. There were no eye roll gifts back in 2005. Now I wouldn't say nobody gives a shit, but most people want to hear about sex or some kind of poem with swearing or something angry about society's flaws or something more importantly, trying to be rap. And usually the best response comes when you swear about sex in a rap and say it really loud. In fact, passion is second, just say it really loud. It holds their attention and hides the flaws. That is, if your audience is not poets. But the average poetry patron themselves is a poet, while the average rap listener does not rap. Don't get me wrong, I like some thick meaty poems you have to gnaw through to get to the backbone of it, but it's gonna need some grease some smoke kickery barbecue sauce on top if you want me to taste it at all. A sort of surface summary of what this slab of ribs is all about. And then if I chew and shred and find the deeper cuts, all the better. But 
the sauce needs to be right there, bombing your tongue from the outset. Yesterday by the Beatles is the most covered song in history because Yesterday by the Beatles is dripping on every word with delicious sauce. We need to make poems drip again. Maybe not with barbecue sauce, maybe hot sauce, maybe curry, maybe mole or ponzu, or how about plain old sweat, something other than bland saltines the literati gatekeepers have been serving for some time now. Get poetry back to its full pungent hedonistic glory, and not just at Carnegie Hall, dined on by patrons, top hat and gowned, holding crystals of champagne, but at Carnegie Deli, where it will be devoured by baseball caps and dirty fingernails, washed down with a nice, cheap beer. Thank you all. And poetry on in 2020, baby. All right, Bear. <laughs> Thanks, Bear. <laughs> right on. <laughs> Keep it saucy, folks. Keep it saucy. <laughs> We're here. You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Global Val. We are hosting the first ever Digital Dome, Poems Under the Dome, in its 15th year. We would normally be in City Hall, having our voices echo through the halls of the people's house. Um, but we are here zooming around and looking at each other, and it's it's great to see all the colorful people uh you know, it's a, it's an interesting venue because you have somebody reading, but you can also see the faces of everybody else. Um, normally, you're kind of focused on the reader. So um, it's a new way to connect. And so it's really great to be here. Thanks, everyone, for participating and everyone who's been working on it, Dan and EK and Tommy. Um, and so, EK, uh, what's going on next, my friend? Or who, rather? Who is going on next? I didn't know you. And one of them is Shahid Guitar. Hey, Shahid, how are you? All right, we're going to unmute Shahid. There you go. Oh, what? Hey, Shahid, how you doing? Can you hear me uh, now? Yes. Yes. There we go. All right. <laughs> You're on. Really good to be with you all. Blessings to everybody who's... Uh, I would say bless the mic, but maybe the channel, I suppose. I'm not exactly sure how to describe it. But yeah, it's great to be with you all, even if we're not actually with each other. <clears throat> so I've got um, two short ones and then one in particular that Tommy inspired. Uh, so uh, just gratitude to the theme. We walk in pairs and threes, taking in sun behind surgical masks and homemade balaclavas fashioned from socks, wondering when we can see each other's smiles again. That's uh, one, and <clears throat> O ye of little faith, see the future through my eyes. You see the limited present, the belly, not the baby. I see what it could invent, discover, breathe into being if we manage not to destroy the world before it arrives. And for, uh, this is sort of as a, yeah, thematic, uh, response to Tommy and it, you know, it feels poignant to me. I wrote this in the, uh, just before my mother left us um, and it was cancer who took us many years ago, not that long ago, four years ago. <clears throat> and I am thinking about a, a different scourge taking so many people from us today. And so between the ode to a uh, relative and whoever else we might 
find ourselves mourning. At the beginning, we are falling. Droplets hurtling through air, every moment exhilarating. On the ground, we might seep through moist soil or found a, find a broad leaf on which to sit for a while before falling. Many of us drop straight back into the ocean from which we came. Or another, all one, halfway around the globe, we find others, others of us in pools and pockets. We slip into grooves, tracks, guiding us together in a rush, one bubbling adventure after another. We fumble over ourselves, our hopes, each other. Sharp curves in the future make for frothy, ephemeral, wild, elusive presence. Our legacy, not the object of any concern, we carve deep grooves into the earth as we fall, sometimes over great expanses, entirely unmoored from the past, sometimes not. But our descent inevitably, eventually slows. Our various once sparkling streams converge slower, muddied, we move from a maelstrom to a meandering mass undulating as we slip down, always down, however slowly. Bullfrogs croaking in the under, otherwise unbroken silence, Midwestern minds with dreams of rafts taking us down, sometimes imperceptibly, the set present seeming frozen into something we might pretend could endure, but always our rivers move inexorably towards the ocean into which others fell so quickly without ever tasting this ground. There, all of us will find each other at the end with no heirs or possessions or pretensions or offices, status, audiences, helpers, no person bearing the burden of another while all people receive our own messengers before each of us slides back into the ocean. When next we reign, <clears throat> we may be someone else, but we, the one from which we all came, we will be here to catch you when you reach us. Wow. Yeah. Thanks, Shahid. Yeah, Shahid. It's nice to see your face. Yeah. Too. We're so happy you're with us today, and um, and thank you for that the depth of that poem to help center us all and where we are. And I wasn't going to make this political, but you should really vote for Shahid for Congress in November <laughs> if you want someone who can think more critically about humanity than Nancy Pelosi. Shahid is on the ticket. And Great to be with you all. And Thanks he's a Shahid. poet. May the poets are taking over the world. So that's that's my that's my two cents. Poetic justice is 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 here, and present. Uh, happy Poem Dome, everyone! It's so good to see everyone's faces. Ek, what's up? Who's what's going on next, sister? Well, you know the next poet I want to introduce is um, the poet who helped start Poems Under the Dome way back in 2006, 15 years ago, youngsters. So, with, you know, Diamond Dave had this idea and then he asked me and Charlie Getter to like help him make it happen. And hey, Charlie, you got a poem for us? Am I, am I mooted? Can no, you you're me? on. Oh, you can hear me? Oh, yeah. awesome. What's up, yo? Happy day. Um, Happy day. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm here. Yeah, we're in the house. This is kind of awesome. 
usually have to work. I don't have to work today. That's kind of nice. I mean, I, I had to work, but they they weren't very smart at work. It's tough. Hey, happy day. All right. Happy day. All the apes live in the tree. All the apes live in the tree. All the apes live in the tree. You wanna be me? You wanna be me? All the apes wanna be charming, Charlie. I flip the branches. I sing to the cheese. I eat my fine ape food. I scratch my fleas. No other ape can be like me. Charming, you see? Charming like me. None of the apes are like Charming Charlie. Every night in the dark, I leap to the ground. I walk on the concrete. I make my good sound. I ooh much better than any around. I ooh my leader. I ooh my pound. Ooh, I shout to my chest. I pound as I dance around and around to my sound. And all the apes who live in the tree are jealous of me with the greenest envy. The apes are all jealous with ape jealousy. But that doesn't bother a charmer like me whom all the people come to see. Some go alone while others in threes to see little me, charming old me. Some visit just once to look into the cage. Some drop by a few times per calendar page. But my parents appear day after day to hear me say, ooh, to watch me at play. They talk to me through the metal divide. They offer me questions for me to decide. The ape is inside and his tongue isn't tied. And I, ooh, for yes. And I ooh for no, and I ooh for answers that I just don't know. And they nod when I answer, nod fast and nod slow to a sage of bananas and they for the no. I was dispensing wisdom on Equinox Day when out of my vision I heard someone say that he was wise and look at his size. Seems much more thoughtful than the plain human guys. I pushed back to leaves my eyes touched me. The first vision of she who more charming than me could pull out my heart to make it go bump. Who saw it ain't more than hair and a rump. Who delights the sight like a bird first in flight. Who triggers my senses and made me feel right. As the dark descended on my tiny enclosure, I felt in my heart that she would come closer to me, to me. I felt in my glee that a human could see how ape love could be. In the chilly twilight, I put sheaves to flight. And I stood by the door as I strained to the light. And there she stood with her skirt in her eyes, and I reached out and oohed, quite charming wise. She climbed to the bars, and I went up to she, and she kissed my face, and she stroked my knee. But the bars intervened, as they always do, when a human and ape fall in love with the zoo. Free, free, come and see me, when the day sees the end of my captivity. And charming will swing through the trees, and will build this big ape human family. As the dew starts to glisten and sky turns to light, I'll ponder the reasons that holds my plight. But now you'll see are the apes of the tree. And if one is quite charming, the charmer is me. We don't choose if we soar in the heavens above. We can't choose to be eagle or choose to be dove. We can't choose to be human or wear a big hat and drive a red car and live in a flat. We are we are, and that's quite fine, I guess. When we count how we're blessed, there's more, more than less. So come, come, come and see me. Come see the ape, the top charming, Charlie. Of all the apes who live in the tree, the charming is he, is me, you see? All the apes want to be charming, you see? All the apes want to be charming, Charlie. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Charlie, you are charming. <laughs> I love that poem. I love the cat too. He decided he wanted his own poem. Does, does the cat want to do a poem? 
No, the cat's already took it off. Oh, that's okay. The cat can zoom in later. <laughs> he's in time for his hot laps. He's just hot lapping up and down the... He's looking for my dog. Mm. So, it's tough. Yes. But, hey, thanks, you guys. Let's hear who's next. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks, hey, Charlie. Hey, Brett Benson, are, are, you, are you ready for a poem? How about a poem, Brett Benson? Uh, can everybody hear me? Yes. Okay, yep. cool. Um, I want to thank Kim for inviting me to come. I really appreciate it. Um, so I'm a, I'm a high school history teacher. Um, and right now, Zoom with students is like just what you think it is. Organized chaos at best. Um, so yeah, when I was first starting my career about a decade ago, um, this idea came to mind. And so I wrote a poem about it. It's called the ritual at the end. Drops of air sit at peace where winds travel round, willows and reeds sing, turn the tides of note and sound. Light crawls to the edge, to life, creatures big and small, a job to be done to display the best. Three spirits as a test, harmony and freedom of choice, think and believe, as they may. A land of conscious, sown by love and war. Bodies and souls drop as leaves to build city walls at the very core. Hard rock fortresses among stones at ground level, digging into a catacomb maze of forgotten rituals and customs. Art of power changing hands, dance of new tradition so habitual every new deity a freshly built power. Idols today, idols of yesterday, gleaming under the light of reality. No shadow cast is permanent, no ideas for all as one true establishment. Masters of the greatest thought learn to tolerate. Beginners from all corners to wonder and contemplate. How does one keep such wide ends of the prism on parallel? nay equal treatment under decided rule. Living continually falter, divine guidance waiting at the altar, thoughts to be moved upon, middle ground to be agreed upon. He who lives without wrong may lead without limit, yet none exist in such a mixed world. To this absolute power, may none achieve it, immortal to earth to always prohibit. For righteous sake, the equality of all, where persecution ceases to exist. A kingdom of conscious, a kingdom of heaven. Thank you. Thanks, Brett. <laughs> hey, stay powerful in your virtual classroom. Um, I'm a high school librarian and this enormous shift is uh, it's challenging and it's, it's challenging for teachers and for students and I mean for everyone, but you know, there are some very special challenges faced by educators and students right now who need to connect and it's, it's a lot harder. So I applaud you and like keep up the good work and thanks for an awesome poem. I really appreciate that. Um, 
hey, hey Val. Yes. Hey Val, are you? Can you hear me, Val? Yeah, hang on a second. I can hear you. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna. I I can hear you. Hey Val, you know, you're, you know, do, would you like to read a poem, or would you like to read a poem later? I can read a poem now. It'd be awesome. Hey everybody, right here. This is Global Val Ibarra, and she's been organizing poems under the dome for a lot of years with with me and and Dave. And I really appreciate you, Val. Thanks for all your hard work. Give us a poem. All right. Thank you, E.K. You've been doing it longer than I have. So I'm going to take uh, Jorge Molina's theme of the earth that we're all sharing and read you an elemental poem. I am water. Heat me all the way through. I want the deepest pools to pour over, seep out my sides. I want to sweat. Redden me, steam me, bake me. Let me float on the aroma of cedar and lily. Make me a sieve and strain all the rain out of me. Let me flood the valley, once found in the underground, reveal me. Carry me with gravity, let me rush past the river rocks and trickle off into a stream. I am the universe's dream. I am in no hurry. My molecules needn't worry. I am healing, soothing, springing, and if you listen, I am singing. Thank you. And there's Lawrence Ferlinghetti. <laughs> that was my poem, but here's a picture of Lawrence Ferlinghetti. <laughs> Thanks, Val. I like that that poem reminded me to go with the flow again, just like Diamond Dave always says. It was beautiful. And also, Lawrence Ferlinghetti just turned 101 last month, y'all. That's pretty good. He, and we yeah. appreciate him. He went to jail so that we could all express ourselves. That's right. You know, the way we want. And he won. So free and speech. This is what Mutiny Radio is all about. That's what Poems of the Dome is all about. This is where why we gather so that we can express uh, ourselves and to each other because that inspiration is what it's all about. Uh, I didn't know what your poem was going to be about. And you didn't know what my poem was going to be about. And we're going to send all these reverberations out into the universe because we're, we're able to absorb them and, and be a part of something larger because we may have our little microcosm of ourselves, but we're all part of the macrocosm. And so it is such a, a pleasure to, to be part of the poetry community, especially in San Francisco, um, where there's so much love and so much depth and, and so much uh, care about each other, but also just about the world at large. Uh, it's a wonderful connection, and, and I'm, I'm very uh, humbled by, by being a part of it. So um, happy that we're all here together. Um, do we need to take a little stretch break or anything uh ek what do you think how are we doing on the list um you know i i think you know the list is looking pretty good um i think let's 
let's let's go. I think we should hear a couple more poets before a stretch break, Val. Sounds good. Go for it. Because the next poet um, is very active in the poetry community, and we love his poems. So, hey, James Zealous, what are you doing? Are you ready for a poem? I see your face over here. I I don't. You can unmute him. Uh, Let's try to find him. Let's I saw him a moment ago. Oh, here we go. Okay. You're unmuted, James. There you are. I still unmuted. Nope. Here we are. Wow. <laughs> well. Were there a force capable? of changing this changeful world for the good, reversing this concerning descent into madness and negativity. Yes. Would that agent of change, would it be love? Oh, I know. That heavily burdened word, love, so many associations, so many expectations, running the gambit of dark memories, Sure will clear all that, shall we? Shall we redefine it? Love as simply intelligence and compassion applied fanatically. Then, and this drive all action to all others. Let me know. If so, I'd say you're loving your whole world. And is that perfection? Yeah. All right, James. That was cool. Spooky yeah, sounds. <laughs> that that was amazing. Amazing. Um so uh we've had we've had a bunch of people waiting for a long time so before we take a stretch break um how about we hear one more poem and you know can can we please can we oh you know we're gonna we're gonna do a two for one hey antoinette Payne and buford bunton how are y'all yeah can we can we hear a poem absolutely This is called Injury. I was in recovery from an accident I received playing baseball, where a teammate on my last summer league baseball team had been throwing batting practice at my head. The white ball became camouflaged in a white school building behind him so that I didn't see the ball, causing it to land up against my mouth loosening and dislodging several teeth. My mother picked me up in her car, running several stoplights, laying on the car's horn um, to keep other drivers from running into us. The dentist fixed my teeth. 
pulling a bottom front tooth back into place, which stayed in my mouth until I was 60 years old. Every time my mother was at the hairdresser where the pitcher's mother had her hair done, mom would give the woman a hard time about uh, her, her terribly careless son. I did get to pitch three innings in the last game of baseball I ever pitched. No runs given up or any hits. Very good. Thanks, Buford. I love baseball poetry. And hey, Antoine, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much. And thank you for hosting this and having it again. I'm um, glad to see your face. Thank you. Me too. I, uh, this is, this is in, another one from my mother. I am in writing a lot of poetry this month because it's 30 poems in 30 days. And much of it has been dedicated to family members. So this is uh, dedicated to my stepmother actually. And it goes like this. Uh, fearlessly afraid while walking into the dark unknown. We knew the Nazis were coming, mother told me and sis to run to tell brother working in the underground. Our younger siblings stayed to finish lunch. The soldiers barged in, forced them all out. Mother shoved small sack of photos at neighbor's door as she passed by. Memories from my return home that day in 1942. Thank you, Antoinette, for like reaching back and pulling it forward. Thank you. It's beautiful. Yeah. And and if memory serves me, Buford was the first person at City Hall last year to put his name in the hat. And then we got to the end of the night and I don't think his name got pulled from the hat. Cor correct me if I'm wrong. I have maybe that was a year a different year, but I'm so glad that you're here to participate that was last year you you remember it i remember it too because yeah, i know yeah. that feeling <laughs> i've had my name pulled and then not get to read or vice you know so um i'm really happy that you're both with us and it's it's that was nice tonight thank you absolutely we'll hang in do do we need a break uh do we need any no I, i'm gonna take a, a visual oh we're gonna we're gonna hold court right now Raise your hand if you need, if you think we should take a break. Oh, poets don't sleep. <laughs> well, I'll tell ah. you what, the, most people didn't raise their hand. So maybe we should just keep, keep going. going. And if you do need to step away, come on back. We won't, we won't put you on the spot. If you're, you know, if you're, if you need to step away and it's, you know, we'll, we'll get you, we'll get you back in. So, um, EK, want to keep rolling? Hey. Yeah, let's keep rolling. We got a lot of good people. Let's get everybody on. Um, so I I think that our next poet up, hey, is Garrett Murphy still there? Do we still have Garrett on? Oh, I, I certainly hope Garrett Murphy is here. Let's find let's, him. Let's see. There, I think there I he is. Him. I see him. Hey, I, I hope to have to unmute me. It, we are broadcasting live on mutinyradio.fm, part of the Open Pages podcast. Okay, and can you? We can hear you just fine. 
Can you, you hear me just well? Yes, very well, Gary. Okay, Thank I can. You. Okay, this this is a piece called Walking Tightrope. This walk is quite familiar to us, though not in the usual way. We have to keep watch every step, walking on eggshells, just waiting to crack. Below could well be shards of glass. Below could well be at the point of nails. The most visible ends could resemble spores or the harsh ends of violent pistols. All we know is that the rope must be tread with extreme caution or else we could be quite through. It comes to our mind that we've likely experienced this before. Only then we were safe in the arena, awed yet fearful and hoping for the success of the performer. Now audience, performers, and participants are as one. We are all out on a tightrope with still a long way to go before we reach the other side. Thanks, Garrett Murphy. I I love your words. Like I like how you go deep and take us to a good place. I'm glad to hear your voice. All right. Okay, thanks. Thanks. My pleasure. Hey, Gabriella, how you doing? Are you ready to read a poem? Where's Gabriella? She. Did we lose her? No, she's she here. A moment ago, I just saw her like before Garrett. Let's see. You know what, mate? I'm. It's. Did we see Gab? She was there you know a second Gabrielle? ago. Did she come back? I don't know. You know what? Let's. I'm not seeing her now. Maybe I'm she'll come back in. Her. Um. So we'll we'll try to get her on. Let's see. Hey, Caravita, are you ready to give us a poem? Oh, Carvita's here. Where's Carvita? There she is. What? Can you see me? Yes, we can. We can see you and we can hear you. Can I see myself? Only you can answer that. <laughs> I mean, do I press? Do I press something where all the people's names are? Uh, no. no. Just do your poem. We can see you and hear you. Hi, I'm still, I'm still seeing both of you. All right, here we go. Somewhere in the ether. There we go. Oh, all right, okay. Now we I'm can good. see your face, perfect. Wow, okay. Somewhere in the ether, God only knows where. A world-weary muse was taking a long-overdue breather. Just for the fun of it, the muse called upon another muse for companionship. Soon, they summoned a third muse to join them. You see, they both adored the number three. Great muses think alike. Ah, the three muses, trinity. A beautiful thing, keeping each other amused in the realms of higher frequencies. They drew upon humor, nostalgia, cosmic daydreams, and universal love. Lo and behold, 
the law of attraction in action, a visitation from beyond the wild blue yonder. The gorgeous goddess Persephone zoomed in with a rambunctious wood nymph in tow. More is merrier. It's a party. Spring break, they all cheered. In wild abandon, they danced to music of the spheres, drank nectar of the gods, and snacked on ambrosia. They sang the blues, belted out show tunes, played strip ochre, performed magic tricks, cracked questionable jokes, told tall tales, and toked a lot of weed. After smoking a fatty, as if on cue, they gave themselves a big round of applause and broke out in raucous, contagious laughter. Spring break, y'all. There you go. This has been a real pleasure to do this. Thank you to everyone um, for being here. The incredible, beautiful blessing, all the energy and the plucky poets rock on. Thank you. Thank you, Cara. I'm glad to see your face and thanks for coming to Palms Under the Dome for all these years. Thank you very much. Wonderful. I appreciate you. Thank you, darling. All right. So let's see. Hey, we've got more poets. Hey, Jeremy Vasquez, are you ready to give us a poem? All right, let's get Jeremy unmuted. There he is. All right. Hell yeah. Hey, Jeremy, how are you? Oh, yeah, I've been riding my ass off during quarantine, so I'm really excited to give y'all something. All right. All right, this piece I'm going to do for you is uh, from my upcoming fourth book called Love in a Time of Quarantine. This poem is called When the Earth Stood Still. Hope you enjoy the disco lights. <laughs> Lately, the world has become such a quiet place. No more city traffic, no more large gatherings. It's like the deep blue sea can finally breathe again. Even the hills have eyes. Feels like a sinister conversation between the men in black and the boogeyman, but I can't tell the difference. The only resident evil I see is the government. The monster in America's closet is us. It's like the earth stood still for a sec and took a seat in the director's chair and is conjuring up the kind of feature film that even the brilliant mind of Stephen King could not create. Friday the 13th, the quarantine went from extended spring break to doomsday, but ain't nobody coming from Planet Krypton to save us. These tales in the crypt got everybody running to find Jesus or doing push-up challenges the apocalypse now will be Instagram live. 28 days later, I'm convinced all high school seniors will get the diploma in a chat room. Day after tomorrow was child's play compared to what's in the midst of the day. 2020 was supposed to be everybody's year, but in hindsight, it's become more of a twilight zone. This might be a planet of the apes after all. If we don't find an antidote for this contagion, if you want to see the purge, go to a local grocery store. 
watch people kill over the last roll of toilet paper. Somebody coughed in lane six, got swept off the flow faster than the Apollo. Society can't hold their horses. Everybody's losing their head. Feels like the episode is being I've been using so much sanitizer. I've become ashier than the line to get a chicken sandwich from Popeyes. Scrolling my timeline all day got me going psycho. My family went to a cabin in the woods, but I had to pass. <laughs> I've seen the Blair Witch Project one too many times, and I'll be damned if my black ass is the first person to die in this scary movie. If this is the end, I want to go out like I am legend, the Gordon Eva, bobbing and weaving with some aliens, or go toe-to-toe with another type of species. I'll fight some ghosts on Mars. I'll do anything, anything but say Candyman five times in the dark. The shit, life imitates art, and my bathroom mirrors are for thirst traps and selfies, not final destinations. The world's coming to an end, and I still ain't found my soulmate. But every time I get on Facebook, a new ex has found a way to slither in my DM. At least I don't have to worry about paying off those student loans. So I'm saving all my dinero for Grubhub, because as you can see, the only snack left in the house is me. I'm beginning to look like an American werewolf in London. Speaking of all these Buddy Marys, but all I want to do is hood black activities with my best friends who can't gather in groups large as 10. The next time I go outside without a face mask, it might be Halloween, and that's okay. It falls on a Saturday. This year, I'll be Captain Planet. I know they have a costume my size on eBay. Besides, I've seen stranger things, like what brought pollution down to zero was not a superhero and planeteer. It was a virus. A virus named after my favorite beer. Thank you. Thank you, Jeremy. <laughs> that was awesome. Thanks for the disco poetry. That was very cool. You get to make your own set on poems under the digital dome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so cool. Hey, we've got Gabriella back in the room. Hey, Gabriella. How are you? There she is. All right. Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? Pretty good. It's nice to see you. I'm glad nice you made it. You. Yeah, I was moving areas because I, I feature a little later. So I have a new poem that I wrote um, today, actually. So it starts off like this. I pick up my takeout burrito from El Farolitos after watching teenagers leave a mess on the table. I look at his rag tucked behind the back of his black apron and say, ¿Qué tal? ¿Cómo estás? He turned around so fast with a huge smile on his face and said, Aquí bien, trabajando, gracias a Dios, as he wipes the table down from arroz y frijoles. He doesn't miss a spot, and to be honest, I don't know how hard this man worked to become a busboy, but I could tell he's grateful that he has a job. ¿Cómo te llamas? Juan, ¿y tú? Gabi, mucho gusto. I turn away with a smile and I leave the building. As I walk down the mission in search of fruta y elote, I finally found him on the corner of 24th and Mission. After sitting in the sun for hours under his umbrella, he doesn't lose his smile. Hola, elote con toda, por favor. His response, con chile? Yes, please, $5. I hand him a 10 and say, keep the change and the excitement in his eyes grew. It's worth every drop of sweat I have taken a bite of that hot ass elote. I continue walking towards Bart. 
and I see the most beautiful red roses in a white uh, bucket full of water that nearly got knocked over by the seller's two younger children running around them. Doesn't bother me. I stop to smell the roses. Hola, senora. A cuánto son tus flores? She said $7. As she carefully wrapped the flower bouquet I chose, I hand her a 20. She looked down in her torn fanny pack while looking for change, but by the time she looked up, I was already on my next mission, in the mission. I catch Bart while I no longer see the hardworking Latinos and what they could sell for hours on end on the street. It became an American woman using her children in search of sympathy, passing out tissue paper for money. With a brand new iPhone sticking out the back of her pocket and a brand new pair of clean Adidas. I stare at the napkin that says, please help, no food for child. As I stare at the baby who is fast asleep, I worry if they're okay after being used dangling for hours on end on BART. Reminds me of, my, of the children in cages who are separated by their parents, who's willing to break their back two or three times less for money that the handler makes that day. Respect isn't given, it's earned. But years after Cesar Chavez, we, Latin, we Latinos are still immigrants who don't belong. Sad to say, I miss strolling down the mission. Feels like a decade ago. But it's funny how the tables had turned that America is now hoping and praying on the farmers to pick the fresh fruit and vegetables when nobody wanted them to be here in the first place. The avocado sitting on your pantry could be thanked for the long hours of breaking backs, sweat, and tears. So when we say, let's make America great again, I want you to think about the current moment that we're sitting in of the jobless people but the lazy ones in America are the ones that has the job to make sure that you have food on your table. Hey, Gabriella. Hey. I love that poem. <laughs> yeah. I was uh, driving and I saw farmers are essentials. And I was thinking, who are your farmers? And right. now, you know, I'm at the supermarket and I'm watching people buy groceries and stuff. And it, it just it just blew my mind. I'm like, wow, the people that you don't want here the most is the people that are helping bring food to your table. Right on. Yeah. Thank you Thanks for, for making it out tonight. Oh yeah. Me too. Glad to see you. <laughs> I see some familiar faces. Miss y'all. I miss you too. Bye. Um, let's see. Hey, Alan Harris. Is Alan Harris still around? Do we, do we still have Alan Harris hanging out? He's here. I see him. Hello. Hi. Hey, Alan Harris. How Hello. you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Hanging in there. Good. Who's this? This is EK. EK. Oh, hi, EK. <laughs> nice to hear from you. Nice to hear from you, too. I didn't hear my phone ring. That's weird. <laughs> You've been writing a lot me? of poems. Is that me? Am I, am I on the TV? Yep. Wow. Hey, Martha, come on over and take a look at this. I'm on the TV on, on my phone. Martha? <laughs> Never mind. Okay. She does that periodically. So, uh, okay. Here we go. It was one of those days when you feel that you would much rather be part of the problem than the solution. One of those days when you worry that you're gonna forget how to close your eyes. One of those days when it occurs to you how much damage you do to the bones in your hands every time you applaud for something. 
One of those days when you realize that your smartphone has lost an IQ point. One of those days when you have the desire to stop off at every church that you see and suggest to the priests who work there that they should replace the holy water with potato vodka and in the course of saying mass, refer to sinners as assholes. One of those days when you wish that politicians wore body cameras. One of those days when you realize how little use you have for a rich man's optimism. One of those days when you can't decide whether all women have ESP or that all men are just so fucking predictable. One of those days when you want to hang out at the DMV, hoping to see someone die and someone else give birth, thereby closing the circle of life while waiting in line to get their driver's licenses renewed. One of those days when you realize that you are not your type. One of those days when you realize that you peaked in the womb. One of those days when you think about committing suicide by eating at McDonald's, but then change your mind and decide to slit your wrists instead, but then give up on that idea when you can't decide whether to slit your wrists with the Mach 3 or the Mach 3 Turbo or the Gillette Fusion 5 or the Gillette Fusion 5 Pro Shield or the Sensor XL3 or the Sensor XL5 or the Fusion 5 Pro Glide Power Blade. One of those days when you think about how nice it would be if everyone was allowed to commit just one murder. One of those days when Alex Jones starts making sense to you and you start thinking that, yeah, maybe Hillary Clinton really is running a child sex ring out of the basement of a pizza parlor. And maybe Lady Gaga's Super Bowl halftime show really did contain subliminal satanic messages. And maybe the government is putting chemicals in the water that are making all the frogs gay. And maybe the Democrats really are lizard people who are trying to figure out how to control the weather so they can use it to vanquish their enemies. And maybe the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation isn't really a philanthropic organization aimed at improving the health and education of children around the world, but is in fact an evil entity vying for global domination, which was set up as a eugenics trust that once funded Adolf Hitler. One of those days when you wish that all of those spineless people with no spines would grow a fucking spine. Thank you. All right, Alan Harris. Alan Harris. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Ready. Hey, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Harris. Alan. Oh boy. I appreciate your unique perspective. <laughs> I appreciate your whatever you just said too. Hi. <laughs> You're awesome, man. Hey, we still got a lot of poets and we got a lot of time. So you guys don't, don't, don't dip out too soon. Um, hey, Kimmy, Kimmy Sugioka, how are you? Hey, I like that you have a red curtain behind you, just like City Hall. <laughs> it just, uh, it, yeah, well, you know, I, I put it up just for you. <laughs> How about a poem, Kimmy? Oh, me. Oh, my gosh. Um, let me. Okay, I'm gonna um, read a really short poem that I just wrote recently. I don't know, a day or two ago. Lily's on the dining table. 
in the murk and pall of global pandemic. The harvester of lilies wipes his brow, wonders how long he will be allowed to gather flowers for a few dollars pay before sickness, starvation, or ice drive him away. How can we trust in the beauty of lilies? Thank you. Thank you, Kimmy. That was exquisite. Aww. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm glad to see your face. I'm glad to see yours too. It's been too long. Hey, is that Kai in the corner poking his head in right there? <laughs> hey, your hair is really growing out. Is this the last haircut? He doesn't There's... trust me to give him a haircut, so. It's understandable. <laughs> hey, Kai, do you have a palm for us too? Oh my God. Um, I can go run get one. Yeah, run go get one. <laughs> hey, well. While Kai's running to go get one, we're gonna. I'm gonna call up. Um, hey, Alice Rogoff. We're gonna. We're gonna come back to Kai in a minute, Kimmy. I muted myself. Hey, Alice Rogoff, you got a palm for us? Yes. Uh, can I call someone to come in here? Yeah. Just a second. <laughs> <laughs> this must be. This must be the the time. You know, if everybody wants to move around a little bit, this could be our informal move around kind of stretch break. You know, if you can get your your hands outside of your box like that. <laughs> poems under the in everyone's home. Yes, poems okay. poems inside the home. Here's <laughs> and here's Alice. Called, uh, this is called Larilla and Lavender Girl. Everyone knew Larilla. Larilla smiled and said hello. She went to city meetings, 83 years old, so small in her walker, in her purple feathered hat, when death hit her in the street, just like that. There's a street girl no one really knew with the lavender hair, trying to be like Janice's pearl. Lorilla and the girls' colors matched, and so did the sky, the sun turning pinkish when the fires came by. Between Lorilla and Lavender Girl, their paths crossed. Each exchanged a word. I like your purple feathered hat. I like your hair of Lavender Girl. Never knew the street girl's name, Lavender hair still under a lamp pole. Oh, she and Lorilla came from Texas. One could tell from their tone. Lorilla at 83 run over like other elders I know, except for the beautiful purple feathered hat that rolled and rolled and rolled. Between Lorilla and Lavender Girl, their paths crossed. They each exchanged a word. I like your purple feathered hat. I like your hair of lavender, girl. And uh, I don't know if I can read a, a short one, a short poem, okay? Uh, this is called Requiem for an Old Aunt, and it was for my aunt who lived in New York City. 
and uh, lived on 176th Street. The paint is peeling off the apartment wall where the old sofa used to stand. The incinerator has converted the carefully laid newspapers into charred yesterdays. Locks on the door could not delay lamentations. The packet of gaily colored ribbons is gone. That was beautiful, Alice. Thank you, thanks Alice. Thanks for being here. I'm so glad to see you. Oh, thanks. Nice to see you again, too. Oh, and I still have that book I borrowed from you. Wait, yes, hold on. <laughs> the librarian is going to get it, it off of her shelf. Oh, right well, here. <laughs> if you're ever visiting, Kim, I live down the street. <laughs> All uh, right. Lovely tribute so, poem, Alice. Thank you for that. So, hey, I see Kai Sugioka Stone is back. Let's let's hear from, from Kai Sugioka. Yep. Thank hey, you. Kai, how are you? Hi. I'm, um, I'm good. I'm uh, busy at home. Um, how are you? It's been a long time. I, I know. It feel, you know, time is like telescoping and kaleidoscoping and these unclear boundaries between work and home are challenging yeah. I think for a lot of us who maybe haven't done this before. It's very odd. Um, I'm, so only getting, yeah, I'm only getting work done at my, at my kitchen table. So, um, yep. <laughs> you got a poem for us. I have one short poem. Um, it's called, um, Chapter negative one. I am much of earth. Much fire has come as of late. I had a dream last night. A great burning tree enveloped the night sky. I meditatively watched the crackling branches above as they invited my attention. Nobody else was running. They were all watching, too. Have you heard that the ritual of staring into a flame is a practice as old as humanity? As we stood together, the branches fell around us. We all conjoined in conflagrating conversation. The night glared back in blue. We moved closer. Thank you. Thanks, Kai. Thank you so much. Glad that you're writing a lot of poetry right now. It's good to hear from you. And I like the long hair on you. I think it. I think it. I think maybe we should all just go like, let's grow it all out. <laughs> I mean, I haven't caved yet. I know one of my friends, they went completely bald. They shaved it all. So. <laughs> we'll see how long it goes. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for showing up. I appreciate it.
whoops, I, I keep muting myself. I keep being like, no talking. <laughs> it's, it's funny with this different kind of microphone. <laughs> All right. So, hey, Global Val. How you doing over there? Oh, I'm doing well. What's going on, EK? I'm happy we're all here for Poems Under the Digital Dome here, streaming, broadcasting live on mutinyradio.fm. Um, and it's really exciting that we're, we're here. We're, we're going to go for about another 40 minutes, so I think we'll have an, enough time to get uh, most of these people on. Um, so uh, as, as we'd like to do, um, we like to have EK read a poem. And of course, EK has been with Poems Under the Dome all these years um, and really has made it happen, E.K. Keith. Um, we would not be in City Hall every year without her. Um, and so uh, it's so good that, that we can all be together for this experience. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing her poem. Thank you, Val. And thanks, everybody, for showing up. I really, really appreciate that, that y'all are all here. Um, and, you know, I hope you come to City Hall next year. Hopefully we'll be back there in April next year. Um, so I wrote this poem for you, all of you. The world has gotten very small so small i can fit you all in my living room a small room that holds more than i thought the living room has been exploring her identity am i just a living room no i am a library an office a gym a classroom a yoga studio, and a dance club. I can fit you all. I'm as big as City Hall. The living room feels powerful. But upon surveying herself, couch, coffee table, carpet, finds herself waiting for overlapping conversations, laughter, and spilled wine. Thanks for being here, y'all. Um, while I'm while I'm talking about this, and oh, and thanks for listening to my poem. I was thinking about this moment when I wrote it, and I just want to, oops, reach and come back. Um, I also, you know, like dance with the ones that brung, yeah, right? So I want to thank everybody who's, you know, like all the poets who showed up for 15 years, but also like the people that maybe aren't here and that we haven't seen, like all the people, all the, the board of supervisors and all of the people in their offices who help us get this done when we're in City Hall. Um, I'm thinking of 
you know, Abby and Kelly up in the events office, they've been working with us for years and years now, and they're good to us and we appreciate them. Um, and the mayor and the mayor's office of neighborhood services, like every year, there's, there's a lot of people that help make this happen who don't, who, who aren't poets and, and don't come, but like do a lot to make this happen for all of us. And we appreciate them. We also appreciate San Francisco Public Library who have been like supporting this event and helping it make, make it happen in City Hall for a lot of years. Um, the libraries are closed right now, but the librarians, they are busy. <laughs> and, you know, there's, there's a lot going on. You know, the libraries are being used for childcare for essential workers. They're being used um, for places where people can access food if they don't have other access to food. So we thank our librarians. Um, you know, also like for a lot of years, there's a lot of a lot like Eric over at Burden Beckett. <laughs> he's been supporting Palms Under the Dome for 15 years. So thank you, Eric Whittington at Burden Beckett. And you guys, if you need to read a book, like he's he's still open and like handed them through the window. So you can call over there and get a book. Um, it's depending on where you live, it can be a nice walk. It's good exercise. Um, also, oh, I forgot to mention, not just the public library, but the friends of the public library. Let's not forget the friends of the public library. Um, Logue Studio Design, who's been giving money and supporting Palms Under the Dome every year. Um, Mutiny Radio, we want to thank everybody. There's Val. You can see Val. That's that's what the booth looks like. <laughs> um, and all of our volunteers. Like, I just want to go ahead and thank y'all right now. It you made this happen. Like, especially Dan Brady. I'm real, I'm so excited that Dan Brady is like an early adopter of technology. And Val Ibarra, I thank you too. And I don't know if Diamond Dave is still here, but you know, I'm grateful that he had a really good idea and he included me and I said yes. And so it's cool. So, um, yeah. Anybody else we should thank, Val? Trying to be comprehensive. <laughs> Do we thank Chad Xavier for always making a beautiful and unique poster? The poster art of the past 14, 15 years. We're in year 15, you know, so we didn't, we didn't. Yep task him with a poster for our our Not internet meeting uh <laughs> but uh chad xavier I've, has been has been uh contributing his amazing uh ink and artwork all these years um so definitely thanks to to chad and like you said ek all of the volunteers um everyone who's been volunteering since i started volunteering you know dan brady charlie getter sarah powell um richard ivanhoe and cat um all, all sorts of folks who who have kind of come come and gone, but that's been our really solid crew of volunteers all these years, and uh, yeah, so we are we are grateful. And I just want to remind everyone that you are listening to Mutiny Radio FM. Uh, we're broadcasting live, streaming around the planet on the internet. And if you want to listen to this podcast, it will be on Mutiny Radio FM, uh, and, and also on the Mutiny Radio app. We finally joined the 21st century, and we've got an app at Mutiny Radio. 
Um, but this will be under archived under the um, the show called Open Pages, which is hosted by E.K. Keith every third Saturday night here from 8 to 10 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. Um, that's where you'll find some of the shows that Diamond Dave and I are doing as well. We, we pop in on a second Saturday uh, around that same time slot and do our Common Thread Collective. And so uh, we're just so pleased to be able to continue this tradition in all of these new and glorious ways um, because we are in the flow and we adapt. And it's so great to, to have our community uh, in any way, shape, or form that we do. Um, so this has been uh, a two-hour podcast that we're, we've been recording um, as well. So when you go to the mutinyradio.fm page and look for the archive, you're going to hear the first two hours of the show. But don't worry, we're recording the full thing. We're going to go for about another half an hour. Um, and so we'll have that uploaded onto the uh, website in, in a few days from now. But thanks also to Tommy, uh, Tommy who's recording tonight uh, at the video portion of it. Sorry, we didn't tell you that earlier. You're being recorded on video and we're going to post it on YouTube. <laughs> Sorry, we <laughs> meant to uh, issue that early disclaimer. But um, we'll be posting that as well so that we can keep this as its own archive. Um, so thank you. And uh, the music, the way it's set up right now, um, you know, in this weird world that we're living in um, and adapting to our new technologies, Mutiny Radio is still getting up there. So I can't really play any music for you right now that would come through on, on your Zoom call. Um, but uh, if, if we do want to take a, what do you want to do next, EK? Let's, can we take a, like a, a little three minute stretch break? Get a little drink of water, and then I'll meet I'll meet everybody back in three minutes. How about it? All right. Thanks, everybody. I really appreciate you being here. For those of you listening live, this is music from the Troublemakers Union. Jorge Molina's band, who gave us that beautiful blessing at the beginning. And this is their tune called the Anti-Fascist Funk.